Welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. My name is Peter Tam, and you are listening to episode 33. The date is December 28th, I believe, and the year is 2020, and it's uh, December 29th, excuse me. So it's a Tuesday, December 29th, 2020, and... It's around uh, 3.49 p.m. in the afternoon. So just wanted to share a few thoughts. And hope you all are having a good uh, holiday season. And we're coming up on the New Year's. So think of this like as a year-end episode. But I do have a big story to tell you. So let's get to that right now regarding how I almost bought a house. So yes, guys, welcome, welcome, and it is uh, nearing the end of 2020, and as you know, I've been trying to angle myself out of California the the last um, few months, trying to secure work in Nevada, but the job situation in Nevada which is uh, incredibly hospitality-based. So what hospitality is, basically your restaurants, tourism, um, you know, a lot of the tourist-related stuff, restaurants, hotels, things like that. And then in Las Vegas, of course, the hotels are the actual attraction. So uh, the, the hospitality industry has been very wrecked, um, and devastated by the uh, COVID-19 situation. So, <clears throat> basically, it's, uh, it's, it's been going uh, very difficult um, in Nevada as well. And their job market is, is uh, almost as bad as it is here in California. Um, California, as you know, they, the restaurants are in... in uh, pretty much in like full shutdown mode (laughs) full lockdown mode uh they can only do takeouts and deliveries there's no indoor dining there's no outdoor dining there's nothing basically so it's takeout or nothing and that hurts a lot of restaurants because uh, especially a lot of sit-down restaurants with fast food restaurants it doesn't hurt as much because the price you pay at fa- fast food restaurants, a very small percentage of it is factored in towards the actual um, facilities and the actual dining in of that uh, those types of expenses. The the uh, the non non food prep uh, overhead, uh, a lot a smaller percentage of your of your cost. For the food is um, uh, the pro- the price they charge for the food is factored into that, whereas in in uh, like straight sit down restaurants, let's say Wet Red Lobster, Olive Garden, and all that, a lot of your your um, or a lar- larger percentage of your food costs is towards that, which is the pro- uh, the uh, the environment of the restaurant when you go go and sit down 
Um, same with Chuck E. Cheese, and <laughs> which, as you know, has also been wrecked because uh, you can't have a Chuck E. Cheese open during the pandemic. So there's a lot of things that are uh, um, not geared towards the hospitality industry right now, and these larger restaurants that aren't fast foods are being hurt tremendously by it. So I'd like to um, talk about how I almost bought a house in Las Vegas. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I do, uh, I've been going out to Las Vegas for like once a month, uh, the last few months, just to escape California's uh, incredibly harsh and draconian lockdown rules, uh, lockdown COVID rules. And, you know, trying to angle myself to move out there. I do have a mailbox out there now as well. But, um, so, so I was, there's this, ha uh, let me repeat that because I've been stuttering a bit, but there's this housing complex in a housing development in northwest las vegas across the street from the santa fe station casino if y'all are familiar with las vegas and it's also next to a used car dealership and a and siegfried and roy's um compound Siegfried and Roy, before before they passed away, they had um, they had sold off the outer peripheries of their land. So they still have their compound, but the outer portions of their land they sold it off to um, to housing developers. And KB Home bought a a portion of that, and they built houses on it. And one of those uh, the housing developments called Mirage Landings. And I saw a house I liked, single story, very small, 1157 square feet, but it was uh, three bed, two baths. So I was like, uh, you know, this, this would jumpstart my, my move to Nevada and, uh, and get things going on that front and I can start over in life. Uh, and as a highlight, also escape California's uh, draconian nonsense that we're dealing with here with our governor so i decided to do that and i put in the deposit for the house i i told the realtor um you know i'm, I'm interested in this house he said oh yeah 10 percent deposit which is kb homes policy so i put in a 10 percent deposit which was like thirty thousand or some 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 odd thing but when it came to you know, signing the contract and financing or whatever, they have a policy where you have to be approved by their finance person, their loan person, before you can continue to buy the house. Or you can pay cash. So you have two options. Um, so that's where things uh, really, really uh, got tripped up for me. Because I had... As you know, uh, I'm uh, deeply involved in the self-employment game. 
I'm a realtor. I deliver deliver for DoorDash. I do still have some W-2 income, but that's from Amazon. And at Amazon, I only work there three days a week, so it's not a uh, significant chunk of uh, chunk of income. And so long. So long story short. Um, I couldn't get qualified by their uh, loan specialist person. The reason being is that self-employment thing, because when you're self-employed, you expense a lot of items because, uh, you know, you're running your own business and uh, you have the ability to expense things. And you say, uh, you know, for example, like your, your iPhone, you can say, I, I use this for business. Uh, like 80% of the time or 70% of the time, then you can expense that out when you buy a, buy a new iPhone and then you can use that as a business expense and uh, you can use that expense to offset some of the income uh, that, you're, that you get from your uh, self-employment. <coughs> so the whole thing is to pay less taxes basically um, on, your, uh, on your 1099s and you can expense a lot of things and you say, oh, yeah, I use my car like 50% of the time for work, 50% for pleasure. Um, well, the car thing is more difficult. Basically, you have to track my, um, you can either do expenses for the car, maintenance expenses, or you can uh, track mileage. Um, I prefer to track mileage. It's easier. Uh, you know, other types of expenses, you can say like... Um, you can expense all kinds of things like if you need like a certain gear to um like a knee brace or whatever let's say you're delivering food you need like a knee brace uh you can expense that out as well so you can expense a whole bunch of stuff out uh the the clothing you wear your uniform if you're a chef you know things like that um so you can offset your income on your taxes by using all those steps the problem is of course is when you offset your income with all those expenses and eh, the end result on your on your taxes it's a, is that it shows that you haven't made much money it's like oh my god you you know you made like ten thousand dollars last year what and then you know that's that can be so you know you probably made more than $10,000, but because you were so aggressive on your uh, tax returns and tax deductions and expenses and thing, things of that nature, um, because you had expensed a lot of items out and, you can, and you've offset a lot of your income, then, then your tax return says, oh, you only made $20,000, oh, you only made $30,000, or something, something small like that when you're, uh, you know, you've probably made a lot more, but then because of your expenses it just uh, you just expense out everything on your tax returns um, so you pay less tax the problem with that is of course if it shows that you only made 10 or 20 thousand when the lender comes to uh, uh, okay or not okay you for loans then they sh they see oh you only made ten thousand dollars uh, for a whole freaking year, of course we're not going to okay you for a loan, and that can be a problem. So a lot of self-employed people they have problems getting loans, and uh, 
you know, a reason for that is is exactly that because they they expense out a lot of stuff on their tax returns, and unfortunately, uh, the end result of that is it shows that you haven't made a lot of money when, in fact, you you probably made a an okay amount of money. It's just that you expensed out some stuff. So, anyways, so because of that, you know, they won't approve you for loans. And there's obviously alternatives, which, you know, some, some banks, East West Bank, for example, you can, uh, you can, they have this famous 40% loan thing, which you can 40% down your house and then they'll lend you that 60%. You just need to have enough assets, quote unquote, um, it, that, uh, that show that you do have the ability to pay it off and you're at a higher interest rate. Like interest rates right now are like 2.7 for 30 year or something around there. And you know, they're like at 5.5 or 5.25 um, for their 40% thing. But uh, of course you have to, um, it's a higher interest rate because, because of all those factors, because your income ratios uh, don't match the traditional um, the traditional qualifications, but it can be done through uh, so, so you can put more more down and you pay a higher interest rate, then uh, you can get a loan. The problem with that is KB Home they don't take outside financing, so it's either you pay cash one hundred percent. Which, you know, um, it's really hard to pay cash on a house. Uh, even if the house, you know, even if it's out of state, out of California, uh, paying cash for a house, yeah, it, it's hard to throw down that type of money. Um, you know, even at 40%, 40 50 60%, that's a different situation. But uh, 100%, uh, at least for my economic uh, strata, it's... It's very, very difficult to do, even if you potentially could have the assets to do so. Um, so with KB Home, it's either pay cash or you go through their financing. And I, I didn't have that choice, so I had to pull out and not buy the house. It was a really nice house. I, I still don't feel good about the whole situation. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I was jumping the gun a little. I just need to, uh, it looks like you traditionally find a job and then move wherever my job is. So Southern California is still where I'm living in beautiful Chino Hills, California. And uh, there's not much more to say besides that. I mean, um, yeah, I still live here in uh, beautiful Chino in Chino Hills, California. And wherever my job is, if it's too far for me to commute, I'll just move there. And then uh, I'll settle in, buy some property there. Um, and then, of course, if I once I sell my condo, it would be much easier to buy a property. Because um, then all the equity I've built up over the, the last... Uh, 
past few years because housing prices have gone up dramatically in California, uh, then then you're in a better financial position because you can, even if it's cash only, you can throw down that type of that type of cash and and buy a house. <laughs> uh, but just uh, randomly throwing down hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's very difficult, even even if you're in a high income strata, which I'm not. So I'm going back to the conservative route, which is I just need to secure a uh, full-time job and transition off of being a uh, realtor and uh, into, into a full-time job and dedicate my time towards the full-time job. You know, now I'm doing a bunch of, uh, you know, I'm doing deliveries and I'm, uh, I'm obviously uh, still at Amazon, so a lot of things going on back and forth, which is uh, a bit of a headache, but uh, it is what it is. So I do want to go back to having a full-time job. I really miss it, and wherever that job may be, Las Vegas is still in my job search. I still love, love, love the city, um, but I I love my <laughs> beloved uh 909 San Bernardino County as well so so uh, so yeah it's it's been fun and uh, we'll see what the future holds for me um, other than that uh, the year in review I I mean 2020 has been weird and tough like at the beginning of the year i was i was ready to move on from being a realtor at that point already but uh covid hit and at the time i wasn't fully ready to jump uh dedicate headfirst into the job search so it, it was kind of wobbly at the beginning of my job search and a lot of it I was just trying to wait till COVID was over and people started to hire like normal again but that of course didn't happen and uh, it's just been COVID back and forth lockdowns back and forth continuing on and on and the job market hasn't really recovered yeah there there's still places that are hiring in the retail sector um supermarkets walmart target places like that but amazon of course always always hiring a lot of essential worker stuff is always hiring and i am grateful for my job at amazon and I'm not going to quit it until I have another job, basically what it comes down to. So that's that's where the situation is at. I'm content with staying in Chino Chino Hills until I find another job. And it will continue to be that way for the next little while. So hopefully uh, I do get a good corporate type of job. The problem, of course, is 
in in our situation, in my situation, I'm best qualified for insurance claims types of jobs. The problem is, of course, that those jobs have continually been shifting away from California. So it's just been... Uh, even that, because I've, I've applied to those same jobs in, in Nevada as well, and it seems like because that was like two jobs ago for me, they, they don't take my nine and a half years of experience into consideration, so it's been a struggle. Anyways, um, so that's 2020, and then of course dating really, really sucked. Uh, there was... You know, I, I met this girl that was, um, I really, really uh, liked her, and, but it was like, our first meeting was right at like March 8 or something, uh, March 7, right before things uh, turned, uh, it got really dramatic, and after that, I never saw her again because of COVID, and you know, we texted back and forth for a while, but the you can't keep the flame burning uh, continuously just by text message because eventually that's gonna die off, and the their interest, a, a female's interest, uh, is gonna wane, uh, and and uh, your male's interest is gonna wane if there's no meeting and and throughout that early part, you know, March into April and freaking into May, a lot of people were very hesitant towards meeting at all. So that kind of killed that off. Um, yeah, so then I, uh, then I met another girl um, in Irvine on a date, but we had her mask on and we sat apart and we took our masks off, but it was really awkward. And yeah, she said some bad things. She used to live in Las Vegas and then she said some bad things about Las Vegas and that turned me off too, but I'm sure she's a good person. Um, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, um, things are moving as they are. And, uh, I, I hope, uh, um, 2021 after this big 2020 disruption is a good year for all of you uh my few fans out there and i know the podcast has been suffering because now it's just me talking and i don't have a co-host um but i i am thankful that leslie has her family now and she started a, her family so that's good and hopefully one day i can do the same but until then I'll keep talking at you guys. Okay, I know things got cut off right there, but um, I, I hope you, my few fans, will uh, have a good 2020 and I'll continue to pound these out in a more consistent basis and hopefully people eventually listen to it and I hope all is well out there in uh, podcast land and yeah i i hope to one day have a family like leslie does my former co-host and 
I uh, hope everything uh, continues to go well. Have a good one, guys.